Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 15. Woo! For, uh, I was going to say something quippy about 15, but I, I don't really know. It's another year older, I guess, or another episode older, I guess. But here we are. As she breaks into uh, Taylor Swift's 15. Oh, we are far from Taylor Swift today. <laughs> and farthest from Taylor Swift today are your hosts, Chris and... Savannah. Yeah, that's exactly where we are. Far away, all the way in California today. I mean, mm-hmm. hypothetically, I, I guess, or metaphorically, something we'll know in a minute. But if you like this podcast, even though we never know what we're doing out there <laughs> on YouTube, make sure you hit those likes and subscribe buttons. Uh, very much appreciated. Leave some comments. We want you to be part of this musical community that we're trying to build. Hell yes. And of course, the audio world, too. Hello out there. I know you can't see me waving, but I am with both hands, actually. Uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, rate, follow, whatever you can do to help the community and be part of it. We want you there. Mm-hmm. Everything is going wonderful so far. So uh, if you've been here before, you know what we do on the podcast. So hello, welcome back. Glad you're here. And we hope that you enjoy this episode, just like you have clearly the other ones that you have watched. But if you're new here, Welcome. We hope you enjoy your stay. Uh, we are also obviously very glad to have you here again, trying to build that community. You're part of it. Uh, so if you don't know what we do each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album, be it completely at random of our own choosing special anniversary occasion type album, <laughs> thumbs up, or even viewers <laughs> choice. One of those options. We will discuss the album at length. We rank the songs and then we rate the record. Woo. And then we have to get canned uh, cheering after that. Yeah, Woo. I want it to. Be, I want it to be really low quality, like as if it was like <laughs> ripped from a nineteen sixties game show. <laughs> yes, exactly. One hundred percent, like opposite direction, and like what I want the show to sound like. <laughs> Golf claps. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, but before we go any further than that, I'm finally getting the structuring of this introduction proper because I was off of it for a few weeks. We do a <laughs> disclaimer before we talk about the album. Uh, we do that every single week just to make sure that we're, you know, all in the same range of not being assholes and like mm-hmm. respecting each other's opinion, whether you like the album or not, or vice versa, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. I don't know what the vice versa is for. But anyways, the disclaimer is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal opinions. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. I, I screwed it up right at the end there, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, for the Close audio listeners, off. for the audio listeners, I screwed it up on the video audio. I was flawless as usual. <laughs> as usual. Although uh, there's only one episode where I looked right down the camera and memorized the whole thing, and now I've just I don't do that anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, showtime's over. That's it. Party's over. Yeah, my moment has passed. <laughs> Well then, so for today, uh, we gave the wink, nudge, thumbs up for special occasion anniversary album. You already know what it is from just the uh, title of the episode alone. You can see it. We are discussing Hotel California for its 45th anniversary. It is an old album now. You don't even think about that. But yes, this album is 1976 and it's from Eagles or just the Eagles. If you want to simplify it and make it sound like it actually fits a sentence properly. Yeah. But it's just Eagles. 
sounds it sounds very strange and everything that I've read about them it says the Eagles but then when you look them up as sort of a informative thing it says Eagles this Eagles that I'm like I yeah I it, it can't, feels like I can't an incomplete sentence or just so weird. like wrong same thing with again like scorpions the scorpions so like it's just yeah just call them the it's fine whatever but regardless <laughs> eagles hotel california rant for another day but we are here for this album and uh yeah we should probably i'm probably sure a lot of people know about the eagles and specifically hotel, hotel california not hotel california hotel i can speak i Birds didn't do my- things and stuff I didn't uh, do my vocal warmups today. My mouth is not <laughs> as loose as it usually is. So that'll have to go as I keep going. But so while I'm getting that ready, Savannah, tell them all about the Eagles or Eagles in Hotel California. All right. The Eagles were formed in Los Angeles, California in 1971. Founding members include Glenn Fry and Bernie Leadon on guitar. Don Henley on drums and Randy Meisner on bass, although many changes in band lineup also saw guitarist Joe Walsh join the band in 1975, replacing lead on. The Eagles have been on and off for the duration of their career with the current lineup running since 1919. I cannot. I'm not there either. It's fine. I will allow you to continue. With the current lineup running since 2017. I don't know where I got 19 from. Now, the album in question, Hotel California. If you haven't heard it, you have heard of it. Hotel California was released on December 8th, 1976, making it 45. Like you said, that is just, I don't know. When I listened to it as a kid, it sounded like it was already 45. It was, it was recorded in Miami, Florida and Los Angeles with producer Bill Simzik on Asylum Records. Three singles were released, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane and the title track Hotel California. It hit number one on the Billboard 200 chart and sold around, has through the whole duration of its life, 32 million copies worldwide. New Kid in Town and Hotel California both hit number one, whereas Life in the Fast Lane only hit number 11. A couple of things on that. First off, there's a song on there that I thought for sure was a single, and I know you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, same. Uh, You would think because of how great it is, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But also, too, yeah, 45 years old. Uh, by the point of this episode coming out, that is this Wednesday, I believe, because, again, we we pre-record these, obviously, because they need yeah. to be edited. But, yeah, uh, December 6th, so December 8th, is yes, this Wednesday. So there you go. It's, it's just weird to say that because, yeah, you're kind of right. When we were younger and we heard this, like, on the radio or whatever, it already sounded like, oh, this is our parents' music, and our parents yeah. are old, uh, even though we exactly. were, like, eight and they were, like, in their 30s or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just, are those people now. We are those old people. It's yeah, wild. I mean, I I wish, I mean, not even specifically for this episode, but I kind of want to like do a, like a little thing of how old my parents were. Like I'm 32 now and I want to know what came out when they were 32 and what they were listening to because I know the kind of music they listen to. Yeah. So I'd be like, okay, what was just fresh that I know nowadays that is huge? That's really funny you say that because when my parents were my age, it was 2000 and 2001. So I oh, am yeah. so excited for that. <laughs> I like that idea. Uh, my parents are uh, about a decade older than that. Then they're both in their 60s right now. So mm. I got to go back to like, you know, the 90s when they were my age type thing, like the very nice. early 90s. Oh, yeah. 
But we're not talking about each other's parents today. No, we're talking about what our parents listen to and also what we listen to, obviously. Hotel California by yes. the Eagles. So we're going to jump into it, but I'm going to give a little, uh, uh, my own little disclaimer of my own, because if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, um, here, this is where I feel like I, I've literally taken you by the hand and walked you down the wrong road. Um, and you'll understand what I mean as we go. But if you've been watching since the beginning, you'll know that, Although I haven't used the term in a while, I dubbed certain songs the Hotel California Effect. Um, And I'll I'll explain it very briefly right now. What that is, is a song that I've enjoyed a lot. Uh, But then certain songs you just hear on the radio way, way, way too much and gets to the point where you despise them just from hearing it and because of how often it's played. Like, i.e. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Tom Sawyer by Rush, even though I love the band, I can't stand the song. That and Closer to the Heart. Oh, Lord. And of course, the track for today, Hotel California. Um, as you know, I'm just going to transition right now because this is probably going to be the best time to do it because I'll talk about the song first. So, yes, the very first song on the album, Hotel California. Um, so going into this one, I had to mentally prepare myself to listen to this one because, <laughs> again, I, I'm so I was sick of this song like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, so, I mean, I. I, I want every excuse to never listen to the song again. But then we have a, a, a podcast where we write albums that have yeah. songs on them that I'm not particularly fond of. Although, again, this is where I think I've kind of led certain people down the wrong road. And since we're in the uh, kind of um, talking about the album now, I could just say it's not a bad song. I've never hated Hotel California. It, yeah. it's, it, it's a, it is a great song. There's no escaping that. Like, I mean, it has that very iconic intro with the guitar and, and the really nice bass line sets the atmosphere yeah. well. I mean, there's a really great, really great mixing in this song. Like the bass, to- the tone of the bass. You can actually hear the strings and not just the, the yeah. rumbly sound. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate things like that. It's a solid mix. And I mean, like the sound, the sound of this song is so full, despite being like just a couple of guitars and a bass guitar, vocals, drums, like there was a lot done with this one. And of course, Don Henley, just with his amazing storytelling abilities, like Hotel California is, is a really good song that I never want to hear again. <laughs> and now that like, that is most of my, my review for the song. And also obviously the iconic uh, guitar solo, not like the most iconic in the world, but obviously it does stand out. It's really well done. And obviously just the arpeggio and the slow arpeggio ending that just kind of goes and goes into the fade out. That sounds amazing too. I really like that. But with that said, it's out of my head now and I never want to hear it again. I've mentally prepared myself for this moment, got through it, Gave it a pretty nice score, actually, which we'll get to, obviously, towards the end. But now I never, ever want to hear Hotel California ever again. Uh, like, I take my like, bow, no. spotlight, here's the roses, I walk off camera. Um, <laughs> so are we, are we never doing a redux of this album? Uh, if we do, uh, it likely won't be because of this song. Yeah. But, so yeah. we can just skip the song in the next the next one. If we ever have to, we kind of talked about this off camera, but we don't have to go in depth. But like we talked about this where it's like it came down to one song rather than the album itself. Yeah. So I, th- I don't think Hotel California's score is going to change here for like yeah. the song. So, I was just no, trying to force you to listen to it again. You can try and try. <laughs> we don't do live albums around here. 
Well, everything that you said in your um, nice presentation uh, pretty much encapsulates everything I wrote down. Um, I do really like the baseline. It's just, I don't know, there's there's always something about a baseline that it kind of feels like you're, I don't know, it itself is like taking you on a journey. And I like that because it's not just the same sort of things. Yeah. Um, I also like how the lyrics take me on a journey where it's like the music is kind of, I don't want to say it's the same, but it's just like the bedding for the story and the storytelling and everything. So I feel like for, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I, I could go on forever about uh, how how this song sort of puts paints imagery in my head. But uh, the guitar solo, I don't even remember the guitar solo in it most of the time because my brain is so focused on the words to the song. So when I do hear the solo, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a solo with this song. I really like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the lyrics are great, too. I mean, because obviously, again, Don Henley with his writing, yeah. he's just he he's a very detailed storyteller oh yeah yeah and i mean he obviously uses a lot of metaphors and hypothetical stuff too but i mean it's still there you still get it but the guitar solo has always stood out to me because it just of how well it's done there's it doesn't go overboard it doesn't like shred yeah and i mean like if you if you tried to shred in this one it would just it would sound like garbage yeah like the it, the guitar solo properly matches the mood of the song and the mood is yeah like that kind of like dark cool air desert kind of thing like california desert so yeah, i mean like yeah. i don't know it they got the feeling right the the solo to me kind of feels like a featured verse where it's like they had somebody come in and rap over it or something but they brought <laughs> someone in and they just you know played their solo over it and i like that uh, the the remix of the song where they add in like dj Khaled or something oh my god you, you imagine the hotel california entering this year dj Khaled, and then immediately i'm like First off, I never wanted to hear the song again. Second off, this happens. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then they'll have a, a music video where somebody comes out of a pool playing the guitar. And uh, DJ Cal is just in that pool, just sitting there looking like a dumb idiot. Because I, 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 no no secrets here. I do not like DJ Cal a little bit. Not yeah. even a little bit. I have no idea what he has done, so. Well, the good news is we don't even have to talk about it. We can move on. <laughs> because, yeah, Hotel California, yeah. as I said, great song i just i get angry when i hear it because i'm so unbelievably tired of it yeah because it is played beyond not just to death beyond death it's yeah. like you buried it you dug it back up you dressed up the corpse it's like it's already dead just put it back and then you dress it up some more and then you take it on a fucking world tour stop <laughs> and then i heard that it the eagles sounds- are doing I was just going to say the Eagles sound like they're doing a Hotel California tour next year for 2022. They just announced it. So great. That's going to be a thing. Okay. Now replace the Eagles with Kiss. And that's definitely that is for them too. Do not get me started on Kiss. <laughs> I have gripes with Gene Simmons, but that's a whole other thing. So we'll move on now. Moving on. The new kid in town. Yes. The other single on this album. That's not Hotel California. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, this is where like my mind started to feel a little refreshed because I'm glad Hotel California was the first song on the album. Just get it, get out, it out of the way for me. Like I, I get that some people that's like their favorite song of all time, mm-hmm. but it's just good to get it out of the way. It just yeah. now I feel like I'm in some sort of clarity here. Huh. Um, although New Kid in Town doesn't 
I, I have a note about this going forward, actually. So I will kind of correct myself as I go. But I originally said that it doesn't feel like the best follow-up to Hotel... Yeah, I almost said horror again. Hotel California. Well, I'm having a lot of Freudian moments here. I don't even know why. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know where else it would go on the track. Like, maybe it would feel better elsewhere on the track list. But as I said, uh, there is a note, a couple songs ahead where I'll make mention of this and be like, never mind, I like it. Yeah. But I thought I'd just throw that in there just as some uh, element of surprise. I don't know. <laughs> I always forget that they wrote this song. Like, yeah. like I, I hear it on the radio, but it never connects to me that it's the Eagles ever. Yeah. Not only did I not know it was the Eagles, but like when the song came on, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, wait, I have heard this song. I, <laughs> yeah. Johnny, come lately. Yeah, I know what you are. Yeah. Is this what Yacht Rock is? Something along the lines of this. Yeah. I'm into <laughs> it. I like well, it. and also I'm pretty sure like uh, you know, "Take It Easy" by the Eagles is also yeah, yacht rock as well. We should yeah. do air supply coming up. I mean, we have a full calendar as it is. <laughs> Actually, we're full for the next ten years. We're not doing that. But that doesn't mean you can't send in requests. We 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 can put our own subject to change all the time. We'll we'll prioritize you at some point. If some if somebody requests air supply, we have to do it. So please request air supply. Don't do it. You'll be banned. I'll actually ban you from the channel. Do it. it. This song isn't what I think of when I think of the Eagles, though. I definitely think more like Hotel California life in the fast lane, like the faster stuff. So the slower stuff doesn't connect to me. This also really wasn't. Well, I I I don't think this was like a standout track, even as a single. Like Mm -hmm. it it sounds fine, everything like that. I mean, like the, the things I really liked about it were like the vocals were mixed kind of softly, but because of the mood and the sound of the song, it actually fits really nicely. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause this is kind of like, it's one of those songs that we've brought up in the past. Like, is this a ballad or isn't it like what qualifies as that? Cause I don't even know what yeah. to call it. Um, the vocal harmonies in the chorus are really nice. Uh, Cause I think, Don Henley can sound good in the foreground or background. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, so his harmonies in the course are really nice. And I mean, uh, there are like, it's funny because I finally decided after three albums to put my headphones back on and listen to the album rather <laughs> than just listening to speakers. And I'm glad I did because like, there's a lot of things I'm sure I would have missed. And I know I will mention this later in the review as well. But um, for this one specifically, I, I can hear these like soft kind of keyboards. Like, there's a couple different synthesizers going on. I think there's like, like a piano type thing, maybe an oh, organ. Yeah. I can't even remember, but regardless, they're there, they're soft, but the thing is they carry the song nicely. They're just, it fills up some space. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it was, it was really nice to hear that. I feel that it could have ended a little earlier. I don't know. A couple of the songs coming up. I, I say the same thing. It just could have ended a I little feel like earlier. A lot, yeah. Cause the average song length is like four and a half, five minutes on this album. Yeah. Like, like throw in another verse or something, but extending the ending is just sort of, I don't know. I'm exhausted of it. Yeah. It's like, it's like saying goodbye to someone and then still talk like on the phone and then still talking and then saying, okay, well, like I'll, I'll talk to you later. And then talking about something else and be like, okay, yeah, have a good day. I'll talk to you later. And it's like, just get off the damn phone. 
There, there was God. one time, very quick story about that. Cause that's it, so relevant. Uh, like not even this past weekend, I went to a, a football game with my parents. Uh, and before we went, I was having uh, like some beer with my dad and um, he, his buddy calls on the phone. It's like, yeah, okay, we got to go. And then, so he's just like, oh, okay, well then, uh, Hey, when I'm coming back to Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. And like new conversations, like, okay, well we're getting ready to pack the car. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Oh, uh, my car broke down the other day. It's like, <laughs> shut yeah. up. Yeah. You're like, not right now. Thank In, you. Uh, no gripe against people on the East Coast, but he's an East Coaster. So if you know any people like that, they talk an awful lot. Very, very friendly people. Very friendly. friendly. Chatty. Very much help so. When someone like me is introverted. I know I just can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, not a bad song. Not the greatest on the album, but I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I think my my last note is just that the uh, the heavy tone electric guitar that kicks in about midway. I don't know. Didn't feel like it added much to it it just sort of if it was gone i don't know if i would have even noticed anything was missing so. it's funny because I, I i i can't really recall it so it must have not been that memorable it, to begin with <laughs> yeah not that i was no. having a bad time listening to the track but i mean just like yeah i don't know i guess if something's not catching my attention i won't pay attention too much to it I yeah that's why some albums i'm like yeah i i have no idea yeah i didn't even hear it because it doesn't stick out to me but Every time there's horns, I'm like, what the hell is that? I don't hear that often. So yeah. bad news, no that. horns in this entire album. <laughs> no, a couple strings or at yeah. least strings. Uh, well, string there's settings. definitely real strings and one or two tracks. But like, yeah, then towards the end, it's like just synth. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're still continuing on with the singles on the album. Well, technically the final single, I guess. Life in the Fast Lane. <laughs> this is what I think of when I think of the Eagles. Stuff like this. And I like the bluesy guitar. Oh, yeah. Well, just the opening lick alone or riff or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that alone is still has like that kind of iconic feel to it. Kind of like the opening of Hotel California. You get that like nice soft overdrive. And also like behind the bass line, you hear what I believe to be the clavinet, which is like this kind of funky sounding like piano type thing it's hard to explain you, you've definitely heard it in like stevie wonder songs and stuff like that and his funkier oh. stuff like it if you listen again you'll definitely hear it it's, i okay. think it's a clavinet anyways but yeah um it really makes the song so much more danceable than it already is mm -hmm. because this is a very danceable song oh hell yeah who says you can't dance to rock music <laughs> so i'm saying i like um, the uh the lone guitar and bass at the end of the bridge it's very Oh, yeah, yeah. Funky. Everything. This is another one of the songs that are just like really well written. Things are used properly. And like you, you really utilize the talent that you have rather than just kind of playing along. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it really did help. And I mean, yeah, the, the opening riff, as I mentioned before, which also plays through the course, too. It's obviously very fun. And as I said, it, it feels iconic, but I feel like it's ironically underrated. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know when you when you hear about like really cool guitar riffs and like people kind of like do their little rankings for this. You almost never hear about this one. I I really like it. I think it's so cool. That's true. Yeah. So you gotta if you do your own tier list out there, make sure you give that guitar riff some uh, some credit. Yeah, don't put ACDC on the list. If I see Back in Black on your list, I'm immediately blocking you. <laughs> I don't know. You you can share your gripes, but I hate ACDC. Sorry. Well, you. <laughs> Okay, hot take because one of us has to do it eventually, like some sort of hot take. Uh, this riff is better and probably more iconic than Thunderstruck by ACDC. 
Yeah. I, I don't care if people disagree that remember that grain of salt. Well, <laughs> Um, the whole I, damn rock. I agree because I like this better. So I have a personal bias yeah. that I'm willing to admit and share. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch yeah. of simple ham- hammer-ons on like an open string. It's not that hard. But anyway, before I piss off too many ACDC <laughs> fans. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Eh, I like this song. I, Gen- I like yeah, this song. Just yeah. generally a fun and catchy track. Promotes itself to fast driving. That's for sure. Hence the title, I assume. I feel like I could have done some lyrical breakdowns for this one. Cause again, with like the songwriting on this one, it's, it is really good, quite descriptive. So, I mean, like you probably can run through it and get an idea for what it is, but I mean, yeah. I, I didn't bother doing that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know that the song hotel California is apparently supposed to be about like Americans and how they like just have too much excess of everything. And they're like obsessed with it type thing, just mm-hmm. wanting more and more, or just like unnecessarily wanting things. And that was in 1976. Yes. So imagine now, like they rewrite that with new lyrics and they'd be like, you know what? I can't. It's too much. It's you guys, you guys are fucked. Like, this I'm is not- why this is why I love when bands write songs where like you'll celebrate it for one reason, but the lyrics are something completely different. Like yeah. I think like what Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen's like an anti-American or like a Vietnam vet type thing. Like, yeah. And everyone's how, like, yeah, I'm from the U S yeah, everyone shits on the Vietnam vets, but it's like, Oh, this song's so patriotic. It's like, this is my anthem. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah. good for you. Or it's like how people at their weddings play like good riddance by green day, or they play like, I'll be watching you by the place or something. <laughs> Just, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah. Do not listen to the words. Okay, going on to a, a song I thought I recognized the title for, but obviously I didn't because I, I don't think I've heard this one before. Wasted Time off of this album, track number four. Yes, I just I want to make sure I was on the right song here. I'm sorry, I'm very tired. I've been busy for five days. So <laughs> if no I worries. don't sound as enthused as I usually do, it's just because, you know, things happen outside of this show. So, I mean, tired, very tired. Oh, life. So this is where I bring back the note about um, New Kid in Town and how I said it feels like it shouldn't have followed Hotel California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take that back because, I mean, you immediately have this like ballad after Life in the Fast Lane. This one is way more ballady than New Oh, Kid hell yeah. Like this one's pure. Um, this one feels appropriately placed. So it actually, because of that, made me appreciate the placement of New Kid in Town even more. Yeah. So, yes, that's where I said I was going to correct myself. And I kind of purposely did that in my notes, too. I could have just erased and rewritten it. But I was like, whatever, I'll just it's a stream of consciousness at this point. I'll just yeah. run with it. I can see the possible appeal of the song, but it's just not to me. Um, yeah. And I found this song far, far longer than I wanted it to be. There was there was a few tracks like that. <laughs> I, I think by the time I looked down at how long the song had been playing i think there was a minute left and i was like how is this still on <laughs> and i don't even think it's that long of a song so i don't know it wasn't my favorite um i would probably skip this song um to me it was just like i said with a couple others it was just sort of let it laid the music for in like a sort of interactive lyric flow but just sort of the music was kind of 
there for me. I found yeah. myself paying more attention to the the vocals and lyrics, which we've are we've already said we don't really do. So I'm like, I could have definitely glossed over this completely. Well, I mean, you can if you really want to. Nothing's stopping you. I mean, oh, I, hell no. I went all out for Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it can be a little difficult, time consuming, <laughs> unless you're already like really knowledgeable of the content, which yeah. I was for California. Which, by the way, this is the second California referenced album that we've done. <laughs> it's uh, it's always weird to me to kind of explain my understanding of lyrics, just because I may have such a out of left field idea of something that I'm I'm so like, oh no, I don't want to be wrong. That I'm like, you know, what? I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm not even going to analyze them. You know, it could be something completely different. And then it ends up being a, you know, Green Day, Good Riddance thing. Yeah. You're like, that is not what that is. That is not what that is about. Well, unless a song has like a straightforward meaning, then it's it's okay to have your own interpretation. I mean, like, yeah, with some of the bungle tracks that we did, I mean, some of them I had kind of prior knowledge of from like reading things. But then Mm -hmm. some of them I kind of just took a stab at what I felt the song was trying to say, Mm -hmm. even though it can be kind of weird because Mike Patton writes very differently but we're not talking about mike patton god oh, doing these <laughs> let's tangents. talk about the equals but people want to hear mr bungle clearly our analytics show that <laughs> but yeah uh for this song i mean i do like the composition through it it's like not the best obviously and it's like again not the most memorable but i enjoyed it the piano is really nice uh the addition of the strings which uh, i believe this is a real string section that was really nice too really nice touch and there was like this change up that kind of came in around like, I believe I haven't written the, the 320 mark. It's like a section of like ooze that come in, like these harmonized ooze mm-hmm. uh, that really kind of like added more of a flavor to the song. And I really liked that. And I would have liked to have heard more of that, but it was kind of a brief section. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it was unfortunate. Once it was over, I, was, I mean, it, they kind of did it again at the end of the song, but without the ooze, just like the instrumentals, which was okay. Yeah. I just, I don't know. They probably should have did more with it. I think it would have been better just to end the song going out on like a different tune type thing. Yeah. I have absolutely nothing else for that one. That one no, was just fine. kind of a, eh. And now we're, we'll go, we'll move on to really part two of t- Wasted Time. Uh, the the thing is we, we discussed off camera whether or not we wanted to include this because like including reprises can sometimes be a little uh, iffy or like unnecessary. Uh, this one I wasn't certain about. Uh, and I was afraid because if we added this one, which we, so just, just so everyone knows uh, we are not scoring the song separately. We're scoring it with wasted time. So this, it's just one big complete track. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did write one single note for this one because it's short too. It's just like a string kind of sweepy string thing. Uh, just a reprise and interlude sounds nice, but it's just a transition between side A and side B of the record. That's really funny that you said that. Cause I put, sounds like I'm in a Disney movie and beginning of side two to consider, to continue side one, because like I listened to it on Spotify. So when I, when I hear this, I'm like, this is definitely where you flip the flip the record i definitely had disney tape cassettes when i was a kid (laughs) that actually told you to like flip tape over oh my gosh that's cool you can just fit the story on one side why not i'm too lazy to get up (laughs) i'm also like eight (laughs) but yeah there's not really much else to say just to tie in that into wasted time itself uh if we didn't add that uh i I won't say much actually because i don't want to spoil anything but I, i did say Depending on what we do with this song, there was three potential outcomes to do with this song. 
it may or may not change my ranking to an actual tier, like from one tier to another. So I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. So I was kind of very curious to know what you would uh, want to do with this track. So we lumped it in. That was option three on my list. So we'll find out my score later. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's get to the next song. I like this song. Spoiler. Spoiler. So do I. And this is the one we were surprised wasn't a single victim of love. I mean, I've heard it on the radio, like back in the city I grew up in all the time. And then I moved on the other side of the province and I never heard it. So I don't know if that was just like a locational thing, if it was like somebody played it on the radio and it caught traction. But I, I like this song. I really like this song. It's one of the better ones on the album. Absolutely. I'd, oh, hell yeah. Because, I mean, like, the opening riff alone screams like Cool Leather Jacket song. Oh, hell yeah. You, you, you put your jacket, you pop the collar, and you strut your shit down the street like you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. enjoy that. I got uh, that the uh, that half notes on the drums, it makes it seem more serious, like sort of you know, pushing you forward physically and it's not, but it's not as bouncy as like a faster beat would be, but it's like, you know, you really, I don't know. It just, there's something about it that kind of reminds me of like footsteps or marching or it's just very serious. Yeah. yeah. And I, I like that. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like well-written slow beats on drums. And uh-huh. I think one of the best examples I can ever give is like the band, for example, uh-huh. uh, like if you hear the song, like, uh, like the weight or something like that, like, it's just like this slow, chunky kind of drum beat that kind of carries the song, but it sounds so good. And yeah. just, it, it fills out a lot. And like the song kind of does the same thing. Like it gives me the same vibes, not as well as the band does it because they're really good for it. But this yeah. song gives me those vibes. Absolutely. And I really do like it because of that. I mean, more than just that, but it's that I love the slow, chunky drum beats. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think the chorus plays as well as the verses do in the mm-hmm. song. Uh, like, I don't think it sounds bad, but I mean, the verses are just so much more effective in just setting this kind of attitude. Yeah. It, it's a much more relatable attitude where it seems like a little more tame in the courses. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> definitely not. It, it seems to get like a little softer. Yeah, a little. Cause I, I, it's especially because like, Everything, yeah, has like this stabby kind of staccato feel, I guess, in the verses and just kind of like separates notes so much further from each other, which kind of makes it sound cool. And then, yeah, the verses, it's just kind of like everything gets spread out, like just like, you know, butter on toast. Just you (laughs) you start at the the one end of the bread here and then you spread all the way to the other. Yeah, that's what the verse uh, courses do. And I just I don't know. I don't like it as much as the verses, but it still sounds good. Yeah, I like the solo. It it, yeah, yeah. it fits. It's like the perfect fit. Because if there was anything more or less, it would, I think it would sound strange. And I mean, I love how this song has like the rock and roll cliche ending. Like most, most songs we've covered do, but I mean like this one, because of the cool leather jacket feel gives me that rock and roll feeling. Yeah. And uh, it just, it could, the ending kind of stretches out for a little while. But because of that, I actually wrote the note of just saying that like, the song probably didn't need to be four t- minutes and 10 seconds. It probably didn't. Yeah. If it, like the ending went on for a while, it didn't need to, but it did. It didn't really affect the score though, to be honest. I just, in my own head, it was like, yeah, it didn't need to be this yeah. long. Um, the Mariah Carey vocal run at the end kills me. hundred percent top notch. Oh uh, yeah. Don Henley hitting those high notes. Eh? <laughs> he does that a few times in this album. 
Yeah. Now we know where she gets it from. I I just love that. Uh, At the end. (laughs) All right. Finger in the ear, just hand trailing down. Exactly. Exactly. And my my final note is, it has to do with one line that Don Henley has in the song. I could be wrong, but I'm not. Don Henley's lyrics are my mantra for this show. (laughs) That's pretty much what I tell you every single week. But like he summed it up nicely in one little package there. And then I have six days to cry and then I put oh, wipe off my eyes and then we start again. Yeah. By the time you come back, like the tears are already out of your system. It's like, okay, new album. Maybe I'm right this time. I'm just like, no, no, yeah, really not. And then I cry again. If anybody wants to contribute to my tissue fund to dry my, my wet, weary eyes, um, you could uh, give us an email and, uh, and do so. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we'll set up one of those. Uh, not even just Patreon. What, what's that one? It's like quick donations. It's like you can buy. It's kind of like Kofi or something like K O F I or something like that. It's like you I can buy someone quote unquote a coffee. You just basically donate them like two bucks. No idea. I think a Kofi Kingston from the uh, WWE, and I think a Venmo, which is not available in Canada. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't have any cool stuff where you can just give people free money like that, huh? Nope. Nope. Damn it. So sad. Just wireless money. It's fine. <laughs> wire transfers work in Canada. It's cool. But anyways, we'll move on. And while you're yes. wire, tra- wire transferring us money, we'll tell you about the next song, Pretty Maids All in a Row, which I, I I can't remember correctly, but I believe this is the first song Joe Walsh sings on the album. Yes. I could be wrong. Yes. Yes. yes, I, yes I noticed that you know not, his voice so. right away. Oh, hell yeah. I like him. That was first line. I like Joe Walsh hard stop period. <laughs> I'm I'm hit or miss with Joe Walsh. I like some of his yeah. stuff, and then other stuff. I'm just like, when we're done, we're good. Yeah. And this is one of those we're done, we're good songs because I'm just a, uh, I don't know. I wasn't huge on this one. Like it's not too far removed from the previous ballad we already heard, which was waste it's of time. Literally, is not. It, it's a little too soon. Like I I I literally wrote the note. I need a little more energy, my dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like because like you you play victim of love which kind of got me going again it's like oh sweet we're getting back into this and then like you, yank you, the brakes you like literally bitch slap me with this song yeah. uh just right clean across the cheek and i mean like and i honestly don't have much to say for this one to be completely honest because i mean it's kind of an uneventful song um so same for me um I don't feel much during these slower songs just because I'm not listening to the lyrics and not sort of going on the uh, storytelling train. So it just sort of felt very one note, very uh, to me, I guess Um, it was okay. Nothing stood out. I didn't hate anything. If I listened to the album again, I would listen to it. Uh, but I probably would still pay just as much attention, which was very little. Would you only listen to it because Joe Walsh sings it? Uh, no, you threatened me and told me that I had to do this show. So that's why I did that. Um, that was supposed to be behind the scenes, but thank you for that. (laughs) But Joe Walsh saying it was a plus. Yes. Um, I think he's an amazing guitar player. So yeah, Yeah. this, this band really did have like a lot of musicians who got like really good on their solo stuff, like Don Henley, Uh Joe Walsh. Uh, who's the other God, there's another guy who was just on the tip. Glenn Fry. That wasn't the name of my tongue, but that's one of them. God. Oh, geez. I'm, I don't even remember. <laughs> but I will say that, like, while I'm quickly Googling it on my phone, I will say that I, I'm glad that the song didn't actually go on, like, super long. Yeah. But it felt like it ended before it was properly completed. 
Yeah. If that makes any sort of sense. It's like, I don't know, like for most songs, like if you're playing while it's fading out, like that's fine and it can sound fine, but like it didn't work on this one. Yeah. So I don't know if it, it felt kind of weird to like not be underwhelmed by a song, but then it feels like it wasn't complete. So I'm just like, no, keep playing because you're clearly not done. So yeah. like, it was like a conflicting type feeling. And as I pull up the personal chart now, jo- okay. So George Walsh, yes, Don Henley. No, come on. There's one more. Where the hell is he? Or maybe I was hallucinating. I don't know. I don't know. I, I only know John or uh, Don Felder, Randy Meisner and Glenn Fry but I don't know if the former two did much on their own. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I couldn't remember, I'll throw it in and editing, maybe it, just something I saw somewhere, or maybe they weren't on this particular album. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But honestly, other than that, I don't really have much more to say about the song. It's just, it's there. It's yeah. doing the thing. same for me. I liked it because Joe all sang it, but aside from that, I'm there's sorry. your bonus points well, for you, but not for me specifically. <laughs> But speaking of uh, Joe Wall singing, now correct me if I'm wrong. Did he sing on this next track too, uh, number eight, "Try and Love Again"? No, uh, Randy Meisner, the bassist. He also ah. sang. Um, oh, he sang another one, and he went really. His boy, his uh, vocal range is fairly high. I can't think of the song. My brain farts. It's trans. It's uh, sending to me through the screen. Yeah, I, I don't think either of us are. I, I think like we're virtually sharing the same brain cell, brain cell right now. Take it to the limit. That song. He sings that song too. Yeah, but take it to the limit. That's the yeah. Eagles. Yes. And that's the bassist who sings it. The good thing that song's not on this album. Geez, that, that would tank the score. I do not like that song in the <laughs> oh. least. Oof. Oh, Oof. Oh, Hotel California just got that much better. Oh, God. <laughs> no. All right. So try and love again. Track number eight. We're almost done because, yeah, short out. Al- I mean, album from the yeah. 70s are usually like eight to 10 songs. They're not that long. Oh, hallelujah. So, I mean, aside from victim to love, uh, sorry, victim of love, I'm starting to think that side B was never meant to be memorable at all. Yeah. It's just a, so far a bunch of like softer songs that just kind of like taking me out of the element of what I thought the album was trying to make inside A. Yeah. I, I like the reemergence of Yacht Rock again. Thumbs <laughs> yeah. up for that. Um, the, uh, the shiny bright guitar at the beginning reminds me of cats in the cradle. So I was kind of expecting listening to that. Um, and, uh, I would have preferred maybe another verse at the end, instead of like a 20 minute finish. (sighs) What is with these long endings? (laughs) I hate this. Yeah. They just like to drag on for a little while, even if you don't need it. Oh my God. I, at the end though, like if they had would have cut a little bit from i guess the the bulk and the end that would have been good um but the end where the the vocals just go up high he goes ooh it's like the ooze and everything yeah, yeah. gave me another like uh another diva moment there it's like the finger and the ugh, i don't know i see them doing it in the studio they're yeah, not you, beyond it you thought a lot of pop divas got all their high pitch from like previous Motown singers or Prince or something like that. No, you yep. got it from Eagles. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, white guys from California. They know, they know what's up when it comes to being pop divas. No, not really. That I don't I even know, know where I was going with that bit, to be honest. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. That goes to show how well my brain's working today. Uh, 
I so this is another thing where the drums are kind of going slow, kind of like that. And uh-huh. there's like this 16th note feel on the hi-hats, but even with that, because it's a slow beat, it doesn't sound that fast. Yeah. So I thought that was really nice. It gives kind of gives it a, a good groove and a flow without like going super overboard with it. Uh-huh. Um yeah, the song definitely goes on longer than it needs to. God, yes. <laughs> you, you call the song Try and Love Again. I say go back to the studio and try to fix the song length again. Huh, <laughs> great joke. I'm glad I wrote that in because it's not funny at all. <laughs> Punch to the gun. I, I, the, I think the worst part about that quote-unquote joke, I'm not even going to call it a joke. The, the worst part about that is when I originally wrote that in my notes, I chuckled a bit. And now the fact that I got it out in the show and it's it just fell so flat even in my own head that I'm like ashamed of myself. You're like, oh, let's just re-record that part. Oh, no, I'm, I, I'll leave my screw-ups in. We're good. <laughs> I got to uh, get it all out there, you know. And uh, also, I will say, though, to, at the end of the song, the uh, the gonna try repetition in the vocals. Mm. Brief, but very annoying. Yeah. Well, he's got to get the vocal, you know, the, the gonna runs. Try, gonna the try, everything. gonna try, gonna try, gonna try, gonna try, gonna try. Go try. Go actually try and stop singing. You sound like a train <laughs> doing that. So does he. <laughs> a big old ass train. Jesus. Oh, my God. I, I don't have much for the song other than just, I don't know. I, I can see myself go, like listening to it at the grocery store. Um, and... I, I really like when the bass follows the vocal melody, though. Like, I, I did notice that in this one. Um, it feels like you're walking through the song with a friend. You know, oh, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. But aside from that last note, I, I don't know. It was, it again was okay. <laughs> it's just there and it's nearly ending the album. I feel like that that's going to become just my catchphrase. I'll get my t-shirts made up and everything will be, it was just Okay. Yeah, eventually when we get merch going, like when we have our huge merch line that'll sell out like crazy, it's just going to be like a cartoony picture of you doing this with like a minimal look on your face of like, and it just says, it's okay. Yep, yep. And uh, to it. the audio listeners out there, you're going to have to wait to see when that shirt comes out because I know you have no idea what I just did. <laughs> just Shirts imagine something. Yep. But yeah, all right, that's so all I got. Song number nine, uh, a cover of Papa Roach's Last Resort. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> no, no, it's the last oh resort uh, by the Eagles. Obviously, not Papa Roach. It's years, decades removed. As if I had to explain that. Um, imagine that though, like a uh, a California soft rock version of Papa Roach. Don't give a fuck if I come on bleeding. And then just the guitar, <laughs> the acoustic guitar, and everybody smiling in the background. <laughs> This is my last resort. Yeah, something like that. And you get need that Don Henley strain on your voice. Oh my god! Although I really overemphasize it now. It's like make him sound really strained when he's not. Clearly not. But I, I, don't yeah. know, I like making it cartoony. But anyways, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned about side B just being like the softer side and everything like that. Just the non-memorable side. And yes, side B has been very soft, except for Victim of Love. Like literally everything else has been very soft. Yep. So it feels weird to like have to get to this song and let go of the energy I was hoping to get back from songs like Life in the Fast Lane or Victim of Love. Yeah. I don't know. Like it I guess it's not the worst thing, but it just I I was expecting more. I don't know. It's you really blue balled me with the energy on this one, Eagles. Uh I feel very middle of the road about this. The music 
felt like it was just sort of a vessel to get the storytelling across again, like I've said multiple times thus far, but I found myself tuning out of it. So if I'm not listening to the storytelling, I'm clearly not listening to the music. And again, like the last track, it's something I can see myself grocery shopping too. And I probably wouldn't notice it unless I was like, oh, I know this song (laughs) or I think I know this song and that's yeah. it. Then I would just, you know, pick up my box, box of mini wheats. I, I just, I, I love that you mentioned the grocery store thing. Cause it, if it's not Viva forever by the Spice Girls, I won't even pay attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. It's a, it's a well-written song. Yeah. It really, maybe we'll do the Spice Girls one day because oh, I mean, yeah. really their, their songwriting team is pretty phenomenal, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, uh, my favorite grocery shopping tunes are always from the gin blossom. So you listen to them going, I can see myself picking the ripest banana listening to this song. And you're just kind of drifting through the grocery store while doing it. Yep. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm also, I guess kind of middle of the road of this one too, because like there are things I like about it. It like, I, I do like the storytelling aspect again, Don Henley doing a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like this lap steel that kind of comes in, in the second verse that you can kind of hear. It's really nice too. It gives it a very folky kind of feel. So I, I like that addition. Um, sounds soothing and nice. Uh, I originally, originally I felt like the song didn't have to be so long because it was like seven minutes, 26 oh seconds, God. I believe. Yes. I So originally when I was just listening to it and kind of getting towards the end, I was like, there, there's this part around the four minute mark, which is kind of like this very soft piano. And they could have just like played with that and just trickled off. And that would have been the end of the album. Very pretty, kind of sad almost. Yeah. But then it picked back up. I'm like, uh Oh, you don't have to blow your load here. Like you had it right there. Yeah. Um, but I realized as the ending, especially like the last, I think it's like a minute and a half. I was just kind of gently jamming with the song. It, it sounded kind of yeah. nice. And so, you know what? I really, I enjoyed it enough that I don't mind the length. I'll let, I'll give it a pass. Cause I was just like, yeah, this is a kind of a nice ending actually. Yeah. I have nothing else for it. Like, like the other slow songs that came before it, they just sort of, they were there. They were buffers between the good songs And I think it's just, it's either just my preference in type of song or the fact that I have far too much energy to listen to slow songs. I wonder what this record would have been like if Wasted Time was on side B and Victim of Love was on side A. So you'd have like more or less all like all these single-esque songs, obviously three of them are, yeah, but just like all the energy on side A and then just nothing but chill on side B. Well, that's like a like an electric acoustics sort of uh, sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, more huh. or less. <laughs> I it it would be interesting because at least you knew what you you would know what you're getting into, and like yeah. uh, you can choose which side of the record you want that day. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I I I wasn't there. I wasn't even a sparkle in my daddy's eye. Victim of love, just they just sucked everybody to side B, and they're like, "Well, now you're here. Listen to the rest of this." And they're like, "We don't want to." And they're like, "Listen to it." And they're like, "Okay." Yeah, listen to the stuff we we probably wrote in like thirty minutes in the studio. <laughs> I, I can't say that they don't sound terrible. Beef it up, beef it up. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got nothing else. That's, that's fine. That means we're done. The album. Such a short one this week. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 fine. I, I I do not complain about short albums. <laughs> Yeah, more 70s uh, vinyl releases. Yeah, the more 70s albums we do, the shorter these reviews are going to get. Some of them are like 30 Mm -hmm. minutes long. We could do it. Yeah, yeah. 
But if you've made it this far and listening to us talk about Hotel California, then you must like what we're doing. You must like the album to some extent. And so that means you should probably go ahead and hit the like and subscribe buttons on YouTube. And also, you know, leave your comments and everything. If you made it this this far, just simply type in the chat, uh, not chat, but the, the, uh, the comments. I understand your point of view on Hotel California and smiley face emoji. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I it would actually like it's obviously not going to happen, but it'd be funny if it was like a flood of comments that just said that exact thing. I'm just like, wow, yeah. I and, have control. And there is your army. Yeah, exactly. My my Hotel California army. That's a weird one to have. Instead of the Kiss army, you can be the Chris army. And I and I will go to war with Gene Simmons, but we're not talking about Gene Simmons. <laughs> steal steal the logo. Okay. Okay. No more wasted time. I'll say this really, really quick tangent because it's funny because speaking of Gene Simmons, like, because I've mentioned on the show before that I, I, I do a community radio show on Sundays on, on my local college station, uh, a classic rock show. We talked about Gene Simmons once and our talk breaks are only like limited to like two, three minutes. And I had to try so hard talking about Gene Simmons, not go off on a huge rant about him. <laughs> I had to talk about some really shitty thing that he did. Yeah. So it was it's so hard to keep myself disciplined and like pull it all back in and like not yeah. just unleash. Yeah. But as soon as those mics weren't hot, oh, you probably let it go. Uh, Lexi Moon, my co-host, she uh, she got an unintentional earful. I apologize, <laughs> Lexi. OK, so, yeah. Uh, and also, audio listeners, of course, you're out there, too. You're still listening. Why are you still listening? Thank you for listening. <laughs> There's a two moods in one right there. Please uh, like, subscribe, follow, rate, comment, do everything you can, help build the community, and also let us know what you think of Hotel California. Yeah. And as you're doing that, we'll go into the song rankings <laughs> of the album. Can 45-year-old songs really hold up all that well? I mean, probably yes is the answer. <laughs> but we're going to find that out right now. Uh, and actually, here's a fun exercise for everyone uh, on YouTube right now. Pause the video right now and write your not let yeah, we'll count wasted part wasted time part 2 or whatever. Write in the comments before you listen to our rankings what your rankings are for this yeah. album. See if you match up with us. And so that way you can be just as pleasantly surprised as we are. My my guess for me and you, I guess we're going to get three or four. I was going to say three a, this week. I, actually, I have a lot of confidence in this one. Although there's also a side of me that says one if we're lucky. <laughs> and I think I know which one it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. uh, we will just go ahead and go with this. So again, I want to point this out too. So we decided off camera that we're combining Wasted Time, Wasted Time Part 2 into one track. If... So this is if that hadn't happened and they were their own separate tracks or removed one of the other uh, part two would have been my number nine and wasted time. Part one would have been my number five. I just wanted to get that out there ahead of time. Okay. So wasted time because they're combined now to really change that score for that song. But I will say number, I guess eight since, yeah, we're doing like top eight now since it's, yeah. No, part two. So number eight is uh, Pretty Maids All in a Row. Uh, mine is Wasted Time. And if we were to have added Wasted Time, the uh, reprise, um, it would have been number nine. So it wouldn't have changed anything for me anyways. Well, see, Wasted Time is my number eight. So, yeah, like I would have had it way further on the list, but because we combined it, it just yeah. dropped it. Yeah. So what do you got for your number seven, I guess? Oh, Pretty Maids All in a Row. Damn it. Are you serious? Yeah. We, we won off each other right off the top. Okay. Oh, yeah. Pretty maids. 
Okay. Uh, my number six. Uh, God, I gotta look up here now. Ooh, sorry. What was your number seven again? Uh, my number seven was uh, waste of time, because we're only doing eight this time, so there's no yeah. nine. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Yes. 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 What the hell word did I write for my number six? Was that even a song? <laughs> oh, it is. God, again, my brain is just broken. Number six, the new kid in town or new kid in town. The last resort. Last. Okay, my faith is uh, yeah, slipping. Shattered. Uh, so my number five is uh, try and love again. Try and love again. There's the number one. Oh, okay, so we're going to get two. I feel like you definitely know when we match when I don't even let you finish saying it. And then I'm like, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, so number four, I have the last resort. New kid in town. New kid. All right. So these are the ones this is going to be, we can either have two or four on this one. I guarantee, but at least one of these top three is going to match at least one of them. Yes. I really hope it's all three that match. Well, I have actually this one right here is going to be the make or break for that. Yeah. Number three, Hotel California. Yes. <laughs> I think we'd just be daughters because I, I know what your number one is. Yeah. Number oh, yeah. two, Life in the Fast Lane. And number one, Victim of Love. Holy shit. We did, on the Eagles of all, sorry, Eagles. <laughs> on Eagles of all bands, Daughters has been dethroned after since what's the beginning of september i showed my my screen to the camera hopefully it caught it but i showed my list so I'm, yep because yeah i think daughters and also yeah that's technically eight songs mm-hmm. instead of i think daughters was nine or ten so we got we got 50 on this one i'm pretty shit. pretty that's pleased a, with that that's the See, best we've ever done that's what i say three or four i was pretty confident with the uh the higher ranking ones, but the lower ones, I I kind of figured it was going to be, they were all going to be down there, but just in what order? I, I'm just, I'm in awe right now. I, <laughs> I, I never thought this day would come. And oh, yeah. now it also kind of, it bothers me slightly knowing that this is probably going to be the album that will never be touched now. Yeah. When it comes to like matches. Yeah. It's number one, number one. Yeah, it's 50%, man. <laughs> Wow, cool. Uh, so that's that's different. I I was not anticipating that at all. So this is genuine reaction here. Although my face never changes expressions <laughs> ever. It's just the Botox. Don't worry about it. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so we successfully this week successfully ranked songs fifty percent worth. Hell yes. So now, uh, what were your like? Uh, hopefully yours are really cool too. Hopefully yours uh, matches somewhat with ours. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we are going to rate the record. So originally, uh, before, like, obviously I'm going to give the screen time to transition, but I'll just say originally, again, not knowing what we were going to do with Wasted Time Part 2, I wrote three scores. And depending on what we did with that song, it was going to, like, make or break a tear. And we're about to find out where that left. So uh, let's see. Give me a uh, editor me. Do that stupid transition that's like, here's this image and then just like that envelope flip. Do that one. And here it is, just as you remember it, the album ranking screen. Although I said I would fix Pitch Shifter from last week, which I did. Outscores Nirvana. Actually, we already knew it was going to outscore Nirvana, but I did fix it properly, so it's all good. Everything is lined up. It looks pretty. 
some some of these albums I look at and I am ashamed that I am part of their ranking. Well, I have a feeling that we're you're probably gonna be pretty happy with today's, assuming that you you know dig Hotel California and such. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Or or uh, typically I will rank it a lower lower give it a low rating rather and uh, get the side eye from you for the rest of the show. I'm Thank just goodness wondering. we're near the end. I'm just wondering if you'll actually score this one higher than me because most of the episodes I score higher than you. Mm-hmm. Some of them you have scored higher than me, but so the, it'll, this one will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm going first this week because uh, uh, you went first last week when we did pitch shift. That's correct. Yeah. So let's see how far down I'm going to sink into my chair. Pulling up Hotel California on the screen here, floating around like uh, the ghost that the song talks about, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, Again, there were three scores I could have potentially given this album, but the one we went with because of the combination of songs and even 70%. Oh my God, I'm an asshole. Oh, you actually went I didn't like the slow songs. (sighs) Yeah. Well, give it to me then. What do you got? 65.75. That's actually shocking because I actually thought you were going to go higher. Mm, No, I, I think the... The passable grocery store songs definitely brought down the score. So originally, because I thought you would have it in at least the the low 70s, yeah. I, I thought it was going to go between Daughters and Porcupine Tree. But yeah. because yeah, apparently you're playing the asshole here. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was going to go between either Nirvana and Rush or Malibu Ken and the Beastie Boys. Just throwing that out there before we find out. I think so, because uh, I, again, don't have the scores directly here in front of me, but it came uh-huh. to 67.87%. Ooh. So it's definitely like up here somewhere, I think. I'm going to go hide in my hole now. Goodbye. C yep. tier ranking. Again, this is just becoming a, like a mountain here of C ranking albums. I would hope the next two that we do uh, will change that a little bit. I hope so. I have some high hopes for this next album, for me at least. It should be fun. Hell yeah. Well, that was unfortunate, but I mean, there's your album ranking for Eagles Hotel California falls to 67.87 or something along the lines of that. Just slightly better than Rush, apparently. You know what? Another thing. I'm embarrassed to have taken part in that. Yeah, that was all that was all you, wasn't it? It, it was. It was all me. I was actually oh. generous with that album. Well, oh, gen- I, what I felt was generous. I was still in the 60s, but whatever. I feel like you got to do some pretty crazy musical stuff to impress me. And I think that's why Mr. Bungle's rated so high. I was like, ooh, impressive. Ooh, impressive. Well, oh. we won't say when, but in the year 2022, we do have it on our calendar of albums to do. The self-titled one that I should say. So when we eventually get to that one, uh, yeah, I think you're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have another eight here on our hands. It's going to be fantastic. Impressive. But for now, we're stuck just piling on that C tier and making me kind of sad. But I guess that's just how things go. You know, just roll the bones, I guess. That, that That's not the proper pun to use for this one, but whatever, I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> it sticks. Yeah, but you made it all the way to the end. And so thank you very much for watching. Uh, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Leave comments. Let us know what you thought of Hotel California. Do you agree or disagree with either of us? I mean... Our scores are close enough, but still just enough to leave us in the C tier. I, I'm, I don't know. I, 
I expected I was going to be lower and I expected you were going to be higher. So the, the opposite happened. So my brain's not working anymore. I mean, yeah. it never was, but still. it's mush. I see a little bit running out of your nose too. Uh, that's just, that's just aesthetic. That's fine. I'll leave it. <laughs> but yes, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode of rate the record podcast. But before we let you go, mm-hmm. we do like to give you a little uh, sneak peek of what to expect on next week's episode. And next week, uh, this again, this one was a, um, a special occasion, 45th anniversary edition. So we didn't choose this one. We, it chose us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but anyways, whatever the hell that last part was Savannah is choosing next week because yes, I chose yes. I chose a pit shifter the week before. So what can you tell us about next week's episode? Well, if you have listened to our dream theater episode, you know that all of the members met at the Berkeley school of music. Well, that is similar to next week's band. Um, The singer like dream theater is Canadian where the rest of the band. Now I'm not sure because the band lineup has changed multiple times over the years Don't know if the rest of them are American still, but that's how it was when they started. Their first album came out in 1996 and the singer and lead guitarist went off, did some solo stuff under his own name, came back to the band and the band is bigger now than they were when they started. That is an awful lot of tidbits. (laughs) Hell yeah. And Um, I didn't have to look any of those up. I'll note this interesting fact uh, so that way you can uh, you can all carry it into next week's episode. Uh, I, I won't say the band name, obviously, but uh, aside from this podcast, I edit someone else's podcast and uh, he the guy I edit for spoke to the bassist of this band. Mm. Uh, and he said that that first album that you were talking about, yeah. um, the, the, the lead singer is so good at songwriting that those were practically just all demos. And yeah, it made it as I, the final album. I think I heard that on a uh, on a different podcast or some interview or something. Yeah, and that like he listens to his vocals on that album, and he's like, "No, <laughs> no great. It's he's fine. like, I could have done so much better." And I'm like, "Yeah, they sound like polished, good songs." So, so just it goes to show. Although we're not doing that album, it just goes to show how damn good the songwriting for this band is. Oh hell yeah! It's going to be yeah. a good one next week. I, I have I have faith in that one at the very least. Me too. Uh, but Me until too. then, uh, we're going to drop you off here. So thank you very much for tuning in again. We hope you had a great time this week. Join us again next week. So until then, go ahead and listen to some awesome music. And we will see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.